Welcome to episode 232 of Not The Footy Show. I'm Warwick Nicholson. That is Rob Cox. We're back on the YouTube, back on your podcasting. It's been a week off. Sorry about that, everybody. We, um, we got the ball rolling so well. We won in a row. and Yeah, not anymore. Uh, round six is in the books, Cocksmith. Um, but we're doing this podcast on a Wednesday. So uh, round seven is bearing down on us. Uh, it's the weekend of which uh, Anzac Day and your birthday um, does uh, take into account. Mate, the big news as I bring you into this show is uh, the Chad got paid, mate. He got paid deluxe by the Cowboys. Uh, right off the bat, are you happy if you're a Cronulla fan? Well, I know some Cronulla fans that are happy, but then there's there's two types of Cronulla fans. The ones that love Chad Townsend, the ones that love to hate Chad Townsend, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, you know, I, I think he's been a pretty solid player. I, I don't know if he's worth seven or eight hundred grand a year, but you know, at the same time, there's some halfbacks running around at the moment that make more than that and may not be producing. Uh, on paper, it's probably a pretty good buy for the Cowboys. You know, the the old bull, young bull thing. If they get their daily double in Dearden as well um, to to go there, uh, it's a pretty radical move. Um, you know, bringing in two new halves into a team. That's... Two halfbacks, two out and out halfbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they say they're going to, they say, from what I'm reading, they're going to turn Dearden into a six and let Townsend run the team at seven. Mm. It could be, it could be vice versa. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, halves will play one side of the rack yeah. each yeah. and one will organize and one be dominant and one not. It doesn't matter the number on their back. Um, but, you know, like I say, it's a pretty big move because they've got Drinkwater up there who's shown promise in the last few rounds. He can play, yeah. Mike. He can oh, genuinely play, Mike, that boy. Absolutely. And it looks like they're going to cut him free. And I reckon that whoever gets him will probably be laughing, you know, because he's got pedigree. We've, we've spoken about him before. Mm. He's an ex-Australian schoolboy um, player. You know, he kept... Nathan Cleary out of the seven jersey. Uh, Nathan was wearing the sixth while Drinkwater was wearing the seven yep. in the Australian schoolboys. He's got some talent, um, can play. And, you know, he's a Central Coast boy. Uh, he may want to, you know, Newcastle might look at him. Play for the Bears. Look at him. Maybe the Bears. Uh, but, yeah, look, Chad Townsend will be going to the Cowboys. Uh, Dearden is yet to be determined. Um so maybe Drinkwater will get another year there with Townsend, although I don't know that will do him much good. And I'm, I'm not sure if that fits into uh, Peyton's grand plan up there. Um, Sorry, Ming the Merciless. Thank you. Please, that's please, right. please that's refer right. to him as his uh, correct title. Is it Ming or Ming? Thank you. Oh, okay. Don't make me edit these things. Uh, mm-hmm. the, Todd Payton has come out on the Cowboys website and these are his comments about the Chad. 
Uh, Chad is a premiership winner on the field and a proven professional off it. Now, the level of professionalism he brings off the field is what we were most impressed with when doing our research on the Chad. He may not have said the Chad, but he said Chad. And we look forward to him mentoring our young playing group upon his arrival in 2022. We have made no secret of our intentions to secure a senior half after we lost our captain, Michael Morgan, to retirement. We were looking for a composed, organising halfback who can steer the team around the park. And I believe you have found out in the Chad final line. He is a gifted kicker of the football, except when he's taking shots at goal. Uh, he tackles well, except when he's actually tackling. And there's a strong voice on the field where we know he sledges, um, which is three areas that we highlighted when entering the market for a half. I asked you the question, how do Cronulla fans feel about this? I know a few, and they are all doing handstands. They cannot believe that when he had a player option for 2022, he's got out of that. Um, he's off the books for the Sharkies for next year. He could even be on the bench this weekend because there's no guarantees that he's in the starting lineup. Now, Sean Johnson is back. I think it's a great move for Cronulla because it frees up a lot of money for them. They signed him on a big deal when he came back from the Warriors and he won the premiership, got a nice um, a friendly deal after that. So it's a great move for Cronulla. I'll speak also why it is even better for him next year. But the Chad to Townsville, you know, we spoke early uh, about two or three episodes ago about the Tigers and how they used the, the big three of the four that they let go, how they used their money, uh, the Moses, Tedesco and Woods money, and they signed Reynolds and Mumbai and, and the like. Cowboys have just got off the contract of a $1 million a year, Michael Morgan, and they've invested um, two-thirds to three-quarters of that on Chad Townsend. I don't get it. I, I just, I go, you can improve a lot of your team with that kind of coin. And I don't rate Townsend in the top half of the halfbacks in rugby league. Um, Dearden has a lot of potential, but he is a halfback. He's not a 5'8". He's not big enough, I don't think, to play it. Well, I know they don't traditionally play the 5'8 role we sort of grew up on, but I just don't understand this move. I don't think it makes you better this year, next year, in three years' time. I don't know if they've got a gun seven coming through the system up there. Um, I messaged you the other day when this story broke and I said, are the Cowboys doing their best to get relegated? I know you can't get relegated in uh, the NRL, but I just don't see how this move makes them any better. And it's a really strange one because like Townsend complimenting other players, yeah, he can, he can play a good role for you. But the main guy in Townsville, which is what he's going to have to be, mm. oh, well, just but, a lot but of before we drop this topic, though, mate, let, let's discuss who were the other options for for the Cowboys. We know Reynolds. Reynolds we, we know he was, but we know also know that he probably wanted nine hundred to a million dollars a year. Mm. So there's all of Morgan's money. At this rate, they'll probably get Townsend and Dearden for that one million dollars. Okay? You reckon Dearden only goes for three hundred? Three hundred is what they're saying. Oof. He's on less than that at the Broncos. Yeah. So so. I'm not, and I'm no, I'm no Townsend fan, but I'm just looking at. You get Reynolds, okay? He comes with a little asterisk next to his name, and that is uh, to the tune of he's carrying injuries. No, he's hands not just are horrendous. Well, not and not and not just little nigglers, things that stop him from training. Mm. So, you know, how many years has he got left? Townsend is a is a, is a bit fitter. You know, he's he's been fairly resilient for. Um, for the Sharks over the years. He's played a lot more games at the Sharks in the last three years than Moylan has. He's also 30. Or Johnson has. Yeah, Johnson, I get uh, that. Townsend's 30. It's no, he's no, no spring chicken. So how old's, how old's Reynolds? I think he's 31. 
Yep. So, you know, what what, what I'm saying here is Reynolds, we know Reynolds was on the, you know, on the horizon, maybe. Who else? Reynolds is 30. Okay. So they're both 30. Um, One wants probably 300 grand more than the other one. Uh, and doesn't want just a one-year deal either. He wants the three years. So he wants $3 million. Yeah, but Townsend's on three. So it's, it's still a lot of cash. A lot of, it's lot $3 of, lot million of for four years. No, it's $3 million over. Uh, it's, sorry, it's, he's, he's, he wants, he's got a $2 million deal over three. $2 million over three. But you're sorry. saving, so you're seven, saving yeah, a million dollars over those three years, theoretically. Yeah. But. So, so look, I'm not... And, and, you know, Reynolds may well play until he's 35. Um, you know, he's played a lot of games in his, in his time as well. He's pretty, game-wise, he's been pretty resilient. But who else was there that was, you know, I mean, someone mentioned the other day that Mitchell Moses may have been, yeah. you know, I think he's Mitchell Moses. this year, I think. You know me and Mitchell Moses. Uh, I'm not a fan, but I think he would have been a better buy at seven or 800 grand a year. Absolutely. Than, than both of those other blokes. Um, and I think it's something that Mitchell Moses probably would have been um, would have been beneficial, beneficial to him to go up there, get out of his comfort zone, go to a town that he doesn't know and own a team. Because at the moment, you know, with Parramatta, he played all right last weekend, you he know. Play well. uh, but let's not forget he's run into the finals for the last two years. They've both been very ordinary. So he needs a fresh start, I think, Mitchell Moses. Um who else was there that they were looking at? Well, that was the big that was the big one. Those two, and then the other player off contract, and this sort of goes into, I guess, where I want to finish this part of the conversation is, you know, Sean Johnson's off contract. Mm. I, I play I pay Sean Johnson every cent of the contract contract you're given to Chad Townsend to go to the Cowboys after an I, Achilles tendon. I don't have now. I yeah, he's one leg. He's better than. Him. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's a game changer, Sean Johnson. You saw what he did to the Sharks last year when he played most of the season. He made the finals. Mm. Um, I do feel for poor old Johnny Morris who's sitting up in a corner somewhere going, my halves next year might have been Adam Reynolds and Sean Johnson. I mean, he'll just be crying himself to sleep tonight and Craig Fitzgibbon's just going, I don't have to deal with the chat. Look, we, 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 we discussed this last week, didn't we? Or last time we spoke about um, what the Sharks did to poor old... Did we speak about this on the pod? Oh, we, I mean, we referenced it. it. It happened like it was confirmed the next day that it, it, okay. it was okay. But yeah, we'd, we'd said are that we, we'd been treated pretty poorly. Are we going to speak about that during this pod at all? Oh, look, I think it's a couple of weeks old now. We know that the players well, um, let, weren't let happy me just, about it, but have a crack. Let, let me just say that, that what the Sharks did was absolutely uh, disgusting to, to John Morris. It was gutless and it was disgusting the way they treated that man, uh, who, who not only, you know, he, he bled for that club. Um, and to have him there while they were going through their salary cap problems, not made by him, no. but by another coach, and then, and then to flick him just as they were coming out of that hellhole was absolutely gutless and disgusting. And, and I, I just, you know, I really feel for him and I hope that he gets another NRL gig and I hope that every time he plays against Cronulla, whoever he's... Whoever what are you kidding with, Cocksmith? You make a noise, mate. Whoever, who, I hope whoever they, whoever he coaches, when they play Cronulla, I hope they smash them every time. Just for, to give John a little bit of, you know, uh, 
a little bit of get back and get square. You know, I, I just, I don't like that. I don't like the way it happened. It was classless. Like, it was classless. Absolutely classless. And they lied to, they lied point blank to his face. Yeah. That, you know, you're the front runner. On the Monday. And then they sacked him on Tuesday. Nobody else. And then they sacked him. Whoever said that should grow a set of because you don't have any. You seriously don't have any. You know, seriously. Yeah. No, it's true, mate. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's pathetic. And uh, the other part of it, um, and obviously, you know, I've worked, my history is back in social media and the like. The Sharkies haven't even said goodbye to him on social. I don't understand that. What did like, he do so bad? What, 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 was his, what was his crime? It's, it's just, it's embarrassing. <laughs> the finals like, I, I know that the person who runs their accounts probably isn't even remotely up on the totem pole, but thank you. John Morris, is that is that hard that hard to say that in one little post? Just move on, and they haven't done anything. What they've virtually said is they haven't said thank you. They've said something else that a lot of people say sanctimoniously when you want to say thank you to someone that screwed you over, and it begins with an F, and ends in a U, and that's what they've done to him. Honestly, it's just it, terrible. It, it does my head in. Uh, I wanted to just wrap, wrap up this part. I, I actually, I'm really big. If if Cronulla walk away with this with Adam Reynolds and Sean Johnson as their half, that's a win. It's a, win. Oh, it's a massive win. That's the best half they've ever had by such a distance. I mean, Barry Russell and Johnson, Michael Speechley. If, if Johnson stays, if Johnson stays fit, yes, it is. Um, and if we're all next space, one, but hey, we, we talk about how teams, and this is the next segment, you know, the impact buys of 2021, but these are the things you've got to do to, to lift yourself. You've mm. got to go on in some ways. You can't get away with going just. Yeah, this guy's safe pretty good. Time. You can't be safe. You got to have a crack. Uh, yeah. Willie Mason, I'll leave but, the final uh, word to. Yep. But hold on, before they say the only the, the one more thing that the Cronulla need to do to get out of the hole that they're in right now is offload Moylan and the feeder. Well, look, I like Moylan as a player, I really do, but he's just so injury prone. If you could have a a, a ninety five percent fit Moylan for your season, you'd be sweet. But, I actually think he's still uh, their best option in the one. Will Kennedy's had a really good start of the year, mm. but. Moylan makes that team, can make, really make that team sing. You have him playing as the third banana behind um, Reynolds and Johnson. Mm. I like that if combo. He, if he cool. stays fit, mate, I've got no issue. Yeah. Uh, the last final word goes to the great Willie Mason. Uh, uh, Willie Mason on Twitter. Um, he was uh, reacting to the news about Johnson. Sorry, um, the Chad uh, signing with the Cowboys, uh, or allegedly signed the Cowboys a couple of days ago. He said, what a great time to be an average or little above average halfback, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Secure the bag, boys. Well done. And uh, he didn't mention the Chad, but he's got him straight between the eyes right there. Well done, Willie, who also uh, declared that Jason Tamalolo was having a great game for the Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, that is the first segment, everybody. We'll be back after the break to talk about the uh, impact players of 2021 that your team signed here on Not The Footy Show, episode 232. Not The Footy Show. Don't cut that thing out, mate. No, seriously. That's not... I could have called him... Okay, it's episode 232. Warwick Nicholson, Rob Cox of Not The Footy Show. Got a couple of questions that I wanted to get out of the way early on because it leads to uh, the impact buyers of 2021. But this one comes from an Anthony Brand of Canberra. He asks, uh, does Latrell Mitchell buy his suits at Lowe's? I don't know if you've seen it. I'll put it up on the on the YouTube version. But there's this olive kind of. I guess they think it's myrtle. It looks olive. Um, 
suits that all the CS players have got this year, and I'm I'm going to put it out there, Cocksmith. It's 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 not aesthetically pleasing. Am I right? It, well, from the photo that I've seen of Latrell, uh, unfortunately, at the judiciary last night, it doesn't seem to fit him all that well. It looks like it's a size and a half too big. Um, and and when you sent it to me with a, a bit of a joke this morning, I said maybe that was his preseason uh, his preseason suit. Um, because we know some players carry a little bit around in preseason. Big four weeks um, ahead of Latrell. Um, a lot of stuff he can get done in those four weeks. We could probably uh, get that suit altered, that's for sure. <laughs> um, all right, that's the first question off the rank. We're going to the impact players. This is something you wanted to bring up um, when we were talking about run sheet uh, a little bit earlier. Yeah. Signings for 2021, we know there's been a whole bunch. I've done a little bit of research. Uh, I've got all the the name signings, all the new players. So there's a slight difference. So players who may have only played half a game or whatever last year, but mm. signed with that club who didn't really play any matches or a rookie. Yeah. Um, you've probably got three in mind. I've got three that I think are at the top of the list. Um, yep. I just want to Mine get away. Okay. You got four? All forwards, I said. All forwards. Uh, and I've, I've got a couple that I think we need to acknowledge that were potentially really impactful, but because of injury or other things, hasn't really worked out for them. The Warriors went big, AFB, BMM, and uh, who was the other player they got? Uh, Ewan Aitken. Ewan Aitken's played one game. Um, Fanua Blake's played three and a half, and Murdoch and Sybil's played six. They went really big here, uh, particularly AFB, and and he's going to miss two to three months. Mm. It's the risk you take, I guess, and this is sort of leading into who we've worked out, but this is the buyer beware situation really isn't it when you when you're going for a big boy um yeah things going to turn around your, your season or your, your club yeah yeah and it's unfortunate you know because I, you look at Fanua Blake and he changes every team that he's in for the better mm. he's their go forward he's their he's their bulldozer um but again you, you don't buy the players thinking you know um that they're going to break down a quarter of the way through the season you mm. you know you you hope and pray that the big money that you're spending on them gets you, gets them through the season with, a, with as least games as possible out of the game. Um, so, yeah, I feel, I feel a little bit bad for the Warriors. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, I still think that they're, they're a, a team on the rise. They've got, they've got new people there in, in coaching staff and management staff and players, and they look a different team this year. They really do. Ever They'll regret you... that loss to Manly two weeks ago. That was a bad, Absolutely. bad loss, but a really Absolutely. good victory against the Dragons uh, the other yeah. day. So that's one example of you know buying big and, and I guess not getting the huge value out of your big names. Not the yet. other one that comes to mind is Canterbury, but we knew that they were going to struggle. I don't think anyone sat there and went, oh, top eight is in their future. They're none from six, uh, and their big off-season signings were Corey Allen, Nick Kotrick, and Kyle Flanagan. Where do you rate that at the moment? Look, I... We discussed this uh, a little bit last time. I think, I think their best signing in those three is Kotrick, and I think he's he's just being hamstrung by where he is. He what needs to play centre or fullback. Um, the worst Corey spot he Allen, could be in. Right wing is like the worst spot he could have ever been picked in. Trent Barrett, I don't know what's going on in his mind. Can you can you answer something for me? Has Ado Car signed for them? Yeah, has he signed? Signed for twenty twenty one. Well, let's see if he right. actually gets there. Twenty twenty two. Yeah. Twenty twenty two. Sorry. So. The way it seems to me at the moment is they've got Nick Meaney that they bought as a fullback, Corey Allen they bought as a fullback, Kotrick they bought as a centre fullback, um, 
PWZ, who's playing fullback, putting up great numbers, but not making the team better. They're, they're going to have five five fullbacks. Uh, and, and you know, it seems to me that Trent, Trent Barrett still Will has... Will what position does he play his best football at? Well, he's a better fullback than he is a centre. Yeah. Um, but it seems to me that Trent Barrett, on, a, on another subject slightly, hasn't, hasn't given up on his rating of, of the Panthers. Um, let me tell you something. Uh-huh. I believe that, that if, if Barrett doesn't work out this time as a head coach, you'll never see him again as an assistant coach. Mm. Because they won't trust him. He's now trying to get... Um, uh, what's his oh, he's name? He's linked to Cape- Naden and he's linked to Capewell. Naden and Capewell. But that's the papers, remember. They link in Yeah, I know, but yeah, I get it. But where there's a little bit of smoke, there's usually fire. You know, he's signed well, the agents saying, We hope these guys give us an offer. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, but he's, he's signed Burton. That's a good um, sign. I like that signing. Well, it's a good signing, you know. Um, but they need, they need a couple of forwards. They need, they need some, to play. I, like, I watched that game on Sunday and they were playing the Cowboys, who are now. Two wins in a row. Congratulations. But they didn't play anything special. No. But the Bulldogs just play safe football. And it wasn't until at the end of the game when they were down to 12 men, they started playing a little bit of rugby league. And, hey, look, they came back and scored two tries with or three tries with 12 men. I mean... You, you, would, think, you would think Barrett was such a good player and a good ad-lib player as well yeah. that you would think that he would bring that to the team. Um, every halftime but, message seems to be, oh, complete your sets and we'll you know, cut the errors out. And I just... Yeah. If you're a player, I, I, I've made this point many times. If you've come off a season that all you've been taught is completions and you've won two games, mm. a new coach comes in and says the same thing. How are you going to react to that? How are you going to go, oh, well, that, that'll change you. That's not going to change your mentality. It doesn't no, matter what just... sport you're playing. If, you, if, the, if the message is the same as what's come before and you've seen no results from that, I don't know. I, I look at who they have in their team. They've got some attacking players. Yeah. But yep. um, the three that they've signed, um, two are out of position. That's, one isn't the number one. He can't be the number one playmaker. That's Flanagan. No, no. Uh, he's, a, he's another one that needs a really experienced um, six or seven next to him. Maybe, how about this, breaking news, Benji Marshall of the Bulldogs next year. Should have been this year. Should have been this year. Let's go to the teams that actually have signed uh, some impact players. Um, I've got three uh, mm. that I think are making a significant difference to their teams, but I'd love to hear yours mm. first. Well, my, my big one, mate, is is the bloke from the bloke that came from the Warriors to Parramatta, Papali'i. Isaiah Papali'i, yeah. He he is killing it. What? what and they what, got him. Has apparently, he had the they Captain got him America serum or something. Because I don't, mate. I don't know. Wow. But he is a different player to what he was at the Warriors. He wasn't bad at the Warriors, but on that left edge, mate. I well, mean, when have you seen Josh Papali'i run over? When's the last time you saw that happen? Usually doesn't. Usually doesn't. Uh, but do you bring Madison back, or do you just let him sit on the sideline for his seven hundred grand a year? I don't know. Uh, and I, and I, you know, I shouldn't be so flippant about that. I know he's suffering from uh, ongoing concussion um, injury. Uh, you know, thanks to Felice Cafusi. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, probably he's he's made he's. He's going great, guys. He's been tremendous. He's been tremendous. Uh, did you have him in your list? Yeah, he's number th- number three on my list. Well, who's your number two? Number two is Andrew McCullough. He has been gigantic for St. George Illawarra. 
He plays yeah. every minute. He barely misses a tackle. He gives good service. Yeah. And mm. I know that they haven't beaten anybody of note apart from, I guess you'd say, Parramatta. Um, mm. But he's made that team really solid in the middle. And to underscore that, you look at the numbers and the, the, I guess, you know, in theory, the performance of Cam McInnes last year and you go, oh, he couldn't have played any better. Well, McCullough's come in and made that team better. He has. Yeah. And um, he is number two on my list. You know, McCulloch has always been one of those players. He's a, he's very much a tradesman, isn't he? He's not flash. He doesn't pull Dally M points all the time, but he just keeps doing the business. And 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 I think it was a pretty astute signing, um, you know, especially given Cam McInnes's, um, uh, you know, knee injury. Well, they got him after McInnes got injured. That's the impressive part yeah. from yeah. Um, Griffin's point of view. Yeah, I, I can't believe that um, Brisbane let him go. To be perfectly honest, um, Jake Turpin apparently better, better hooker. Um, yeah, not mm. not at all. Um, but yeah, I know. I, I think I know who you're going to say for one. Mm. Um, and is he from the Titans? He is. Yeah, I, I I will bracket him and another one, and I don't know which one you're going to say, but I'm, I'm fairly sure you're going to say Mr. Fafita. Mr. I'll bracket Fafita. him and and Tino together because I think Tino. Tino's a very special player. He is. Um, He's imposing in, in the way that. Fafita might be imposing when he gets the ball, all right, mm. and you've got to get him the ball. But Tino's imposing whether he's tackling or running. Oh yeah, yeah. he's you just you always see him. He's about seven foot forty, but he's um, he's you just see him on the field and you go, I wouldn't run at him. No, I'm not going to run at him. No. And he's also willing to put his hand up for the ball. Now his numbers aren't as impressive as Fafita's, and mm. um, Fafita I think has five tries in the first six games or something. Um, but Favita also didn't make a big difference last week when they got run over by uh, who they play last week. Um, Manly, Manly, uh, run over by Manly, like run over yeah. by Manly. Um, yeah, unbelievable. I don't know, they're my they're my one and one one A one B because I just think yeah. we we had this. You know, we've drawn out. I was big on the fact that the Gold Coast had to do something. Now, are they going to be a premiership contender? Look, losses like that to Manly suggest not. But yeah. As a club, can they t- challenge for the top eight with this roster? Absolutely. Uh, mm. it's, a, it's a bad loss to a Manly team that didn't have a, have a well, only had one win. But I don't know. I, I just go, that's what you need in a team. You need something like that. Um, and they've yeah. gone out and opened the purse string. So as far as I'm concerned, getting both of those guys, and they might be paying them close to you know 1.8 to $2 million for two players. But you know, alternative yeah. is you pay that to Bryce Cartwright and three other nipnuts. You know? mm. Yeah. Look, I, I, um, I still think, I still think the Warriors, oh, sorry, the um, uh, Titans, are a halfback away mm. from being able to threaten for a competition and a good, strong um, halfback that's already established. Um, I don't know if Taylor and Fogarty are your men for that job, um, but. I think they've they've definitely gone in the right direction with the, probably the two best um, two best back row forwards in 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 Australia at the moment in Fafita and uh, I can't say Tino's surname so I won't. Uh, Sumilali, I think it is. My nephew no, nails I, it every time. I think you screwed time. it up then. Don't even attempt it, mate. Trying, trying to do my best. <laughs> Doing my best. Um, there are some other names that are actually technically signings or new names at clubs yeah. who barely played last year. Uh, Jaden Braley at the Knights, I think played mm-hmm. half a game last year. He's been fantastic for the Knights. Yep. Um, Harry Grant is actually a new signing for Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Harry's Harry's a special player, mate. 
very uh, special. Very, very special. And the other name that I, I guess I wanted to give, uh, another one I guess is new, is Sam Walker at the Roosters. But the other one that I want, there's two, there's two unheralded ones um, that I mm. think deserve a bit of credit. And one's Daniel Alvaro at the Dragons, who's giving mm. excellent minutes off the bench for them. Um, mm. Just really makes a mistake, makes his tackles, you know, just plays a real plug role for them. And the other one is, even though he's having three weeks out, uh, quite rightly for a high tackle on Tom Dearden, but Pomorowski, who has one of the best yep. try scoring records um, that there is in rugby league. Let me just bring it up. Um, it's insane. But he has been excellent for um, the Panthers. They won't really miss him, though, because Dylan Edwards is probably coming back this week, and that means Crichton will go into the centres. But um, mm. let me just give you the stats on Pomorowski in first grade. You're going to be blown away. Before you tell me that, just while you're reading that, yep. did you also notice who was listed in the um, 20 or 21 this week for Panthers? Happy Coruscant. Happy Coruscant is listed. They're doing all right for a team that didn't have uh, their first choice hooker and fullback, aren't they? Well, uh, well, they, I wonder if they'll play him this week. Anyway, he's in he's in Jersey 20, I think. Um, so he's on an extended bench. So I guess yeah. he's going to see how, how he goes. Paul Morowski has played 25 games of first grade. Yep. He has scored 17 tries. It's impressive. Now, the reason that is impressive, but at the same time, I'll temper it with this. There is one person at the foot of the mountains doing handstands right now about the fact that he's just been suspended for three games. And do you know who that is? Matt Burton? (laughs) Charlie Staines. Because he does not see the ball. Oh, Oh, okay. (laughs) He does not pass the ball. He gets the ball and he cuts back in on his right foot every time, pretty much. Um, It's a big reason why he's got that many tries in first grade. Uh, but Charlie Staines will be going. I might actually have a centre who might pass it to me this week. Next three weeks. He, he, he's um, he's a young bloke, isn't he, Momorowski, who's, who's played for four clubs. He Roosters in 2018, Tigers in 2019, yeah. Melbourne last year, and then Penrith this year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not all he's he's doing, by the way. I mean, mm. he signed with the Tigers, who then swapped him out for, for Harry Grant, quite an astute sign, uh, swapping. Yeah. Um, but he also did good stuff for, for Melbourne. Um, he has a 72% win ratio in first Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Um, I, anybody I, else that I comes remember. to mind for you? Um, well, it, it's not Josh Maguire. Um, Good to no, see not he really, mate. His style. He, he got away with an elbow to the head of um, Josh Curran in the game on the weekend. Yeah. Throwing the ball up. Didn't get even mentioned. Mm. Mm. Good to see <laughs> them. They're not watching that closely. Well, uh, see, you, it's hard to be. It's hard to claim someone's dirty when they've only got one eye, because he doesn't know where he's where he's throwing. <laughs> he's not goes. responsible for anything that happens on his left side. Um, James Tamau, Dane Laurie, Joe Offengawi at the Tigers. Laurie's been okay, um, but you know the wins and losses aren't really um, mm. there to back up anything more than that. Aiden Tolman, serviceable at the Sharks. Um, the other name that comes to mind, Ryan James, has been a breath of fresh air just to see him back playing rugby league at Canberra. And the other name, uh, who I think's been okay, he hasn't been tremendous, but he's been okay, and that's Tyson Frizzell at the Knights. Um, mm. The effort is definitely I there. I haven't seen many Knights games, mate, so um, I can't. But of course, he's going to be all right. I mean, he was Saints' best player last year. Yeah. Uh, so if there's any others that you have out there, everybody who you think uh, deserves a mention, uh, Jack Bird's been going okay for the Dragons as well. He's still a bit rocks and diamonds, but that's what you get. With the Birdman, uh, if you got who your most impactful player for, as a new signing is for 2021, let us know um, via Twitter or Instagram or Facebook if you'd like to. So that's uh, getting paid. The ones that already got paid, as we mentioned earlier, old mate Chad Townsend. 
two million bucks for three years. How good is life for the Chad? Uh, we're back after the break. We've gone way too long. We're not even in, haven't even talked about last round uh, here on Not the Hoodie Show. Not the Hoodie Show. That was my nephew. He uh, messaged me and said, "Stop saying you go too long." So I said, "I'll never mention it again." Ever. <laughs> Until every episode from now on. Okay, it's episode 232 here on The Footy Show. You've been listening for a while. Get ready to listen for a while yet. Foul play, Cox Smith. Um, yeah. Phil Gould does not like it. He doesn't no. think that foul play is really that bad of a thing. Mm. Um, and he doesn't like the fact that the NRL suspends players for foul play. Hmm. Thoughts? Yeah. Well... We, we discussed this uh, off-air earlier on about Gus's, um, Gus's uh, what's it called? His take on foul play and suspensions and, and HIAs and things like that. Now, as, we, as you know, Gus is from a different era, from the 70s, where... You know, you could you could run out on the field on a, on a Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. with a full set of teeth and go home with four or five missing, or a broken nose, or a bit yeah. of your ear bitten off, or you know. So he he's he's quite old school when it comes to that. He doesn't think, and and I've I've just I don't have a direct line to Gus, but I'm just watching his interviews and watching what he says on on 100% footy and. And the uh, podcast, listen to his podcast, which is still re- listen to it every week. Everybody, do not miss that. Don't miss that show. I, I, you know, he doesn't think that suspending players really does much good as far as rehabilitation goes mm. um, of that kind of player. Um, I don't get that, but I'll let you. Explain yeah, I, look, I, I dis. I, well, I, I disagree with that a little bit. I think. I think it does. I think suspending players does make them think twice. Um, But I think finding them along with a suspension is probably the ultimate. Um, Or maybe making it in a a contract um, that, you know, if a a player's on, you know, 30,000 bucks a week or 20,000 bucks a week, whatever it might be, for every week he sits out, that comes out of their their grant. No pay. Basically, no pay, no pay. Injury, yeah. injury is one thing, but being yeah. suspended. So Latrell Mitchell's missing what about six hundred grand this next month. Well, he, he's on what's he on nine hundred a year. Something like that. Yeah. So let's let's call it twenty grand a week or whatever it is, and so he'd, he'd miss eighty grand. Is it four weeks? Is out or five? Four. four. He ended up getting four. Okay. So th- they would just take that out of the you know if the, if the Rabbitohs want to pay him, so be it. But they would find the club. Do you think that's ever going to happen though? Because I would no. imagine that there's some sort of uh, legal element that you could challenge no. the judiciary covering you out and costing you money. Yeah, I don't Honestly, think it'll ever it, happen. It couldn't happen, could it? No, I don't think it'll ever happen because like you just say, then the clubs will say, oh, you, you rubbed one of our players out for you know, X amount of days and that's cost us this. And it's well, every player is going to go to the judiciary and challenge. Yeah. Every player. Yeah. But, but here's the thing, you know, um, Gus, Gus does have a point about his, his HIA, his so take this, on This the is HIA. the bit that I, I struggled to sit through because... This is the bit I agree with. Mm, I, I, I couldn't get through him talking about players... Oh, this is on 100% footy that they put on their Twitter or whatever. Mm. I couldn't get through them talking about how players shouldn't be suspended for foul play. I just go, well, then what do you suspend them for? Okay. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. The HIA well, one, take it away. 
Well, look, the, just recapping on the suspension thing, uh, they never got to the, they never got to a, a result like that. Um, it was just Gus's opinion, and you've got to give the man yeah. his opinion. That's you know, right. I may not necessarily agree with it. I think foul play should be dealt with. Um, you know, I, I don't think. I, just quickly on last week's games, I really don't think that that. Um, Hetherington's is worth four or five weeks. I don't Loading think Latrell's. Family. I don't think Latrell's is worth four. Um, but anyway, so be it. Um, Radley got off. Radley got did off. He not? Mm-hmm. Um, and it may have helped that that Melbourne admitted that Munster was playing games, and it didn't hurt him at all. Yeah, we'll um, Melbourne in a sec. So with the HIA thing, I actually agree with Gus here, and his take on it is he hates lawyers and doctors being involved in sport. Because, and rightfully, in my mind, he said, if we let them control the sport, there will be no sport. Why don't we just say... He said that about 50 times in the pod the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah, no more sport. Let's just walk away and be done with it. And I agree with that. I agree with it. Um, Every player knows the risk, okay? I don't think... I think think the game has done its due diligence and has made it less unsafe... If that makes sense, they've made the game safer by banning some acts in the game, like the shoulder charge and the high tackles and what whatever they can. But it's a collision sport. It's a, it, you know, I mean, we can argue all we want that this should be cleaned up and that should be cleaned up. But before you know it, it'll be turned into touch football, and no one will be interested. You know, I, I go back. I go back to when the NRL had a a really weird idea of what um, playing touch football games before NRL games and no one gave a rats about it mate and the reason is is because anyone can play touch football anyone can play touch football yeah what happened to the NRL touch premiership that was here for about three minutes the thing that makes touch football and NRL football different is the collision the impact the tackle the heavy handedness people like to watch that you can say whatever you like about players coming back in 20 years' time and suing the NRL, yeah. but if they get a watertight waiver on their on their contract, there will be no coming back. And I think that's what they need to do. They need to make force the young guys who want to play NRL and girls, who, who I'm not talking about park football, I'm talking about NRL football, yeah. the top of the line club football. If you want to play, sign the waiver. Understand here. There has to be something in there already because I don't think. Well, I don't know. There's, there's, I don't know. I don't think there is. Yeah, I haven't I seen think a case. Is. And there's plenty of players, I'm sure, that are, are struggling at the moment. Gus, actually, to, to round up on him, he has said, if I was offered the chance to go back and play again today, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I would, yeah. yeah I, and I, he's I don't got know plenty of ailments, as he says, from his. Oh, his, yeah. His, he's his back. He's no good. And, but. Look, I, I totally agree with, with Gus on that. I don't necessarily agree on, on his take on not banning players um, or suspending players. I think players should be punished for foul acts, um, you know, because it's a. if you didn't, then it would be mayhem. It would well, be anarchy. It, it kind of speaks to the, that situation uh, with the Panthers and the, and the Canberra players a couple of weeks back on the sideline. Mm. Um, you know, if you're not going to suspend players, then that's just going to get even worse. Because, mm. I mean, for a start, 
I don't know how they, the, the fact they've taken so-called the punch out of the game allows that kind of thing to happen where it's just, it's intimidation by knowing you can't get punched. And I don't, I don't well, like that. That's, that's, no. oh, Ricky, but we I spoke think. about this. Yeah. Remember we spoke about this uh, once before on the pod about when they first brought that rule in, the very next origin game after that, after the punch from uh, Gallon on Nate Miles, the very next origin game, I remember seeing Jonathan Thurston slap who, uh, Bo Scott in the face at marker, bang, whacked him in the face and just looked at him. And knowing that you can't get square on a bloke that's just slapped you in the face has got to be so frustrating for a big enforcer-style player. So, yeah, they, they, they've, they've eliminated one problem virtually but created another problem. And that other problem is the melee, the, yeah. the, the pushing, the shoving, the slapping, the, you know, crap talking, the, um, the pushing, you know, it's, it's, it's gotten to a point now, and I love Penrith, but what they did there the other night, that, that's nothing new, by the way, no. dragging an opposition player into no. your celebration. No, no, because Will Chambers because, did that for a while, didn't he? Yeah, and also that para player, um, what was his name? Um, the back rower that got done with drink driving, um, Tongan or Samoa. Oh, yeah, Kenny Edwards. That was the one. I was thinking of Kenny Edwards. Kenny yeah. Edwards. I think he, he grabbed... He grabbed he Chambers, grabbed I think, from memory. Was it Chambers? I think it was. And, they, like that. Yeah. and brought him into the huddle and they were all bouncing up and down. And there's, I think it's quite funny. But it's a really easy way to start a brawl. Um, and, the, and the big loser out of that was, the, the I think it was the, the trainer from... Canberra trainer for putting his hand on Crichton's shoulder or someone's shoulder. Ten thousand bucks. You got ten ten bucks. Another player's got nothing. So, yeah, working weird. out. Uh, can we just quickly shift to the HIA loophole that has already been discovered by, wow, Melbourne? Can't believe that. Um, in regards to Munster and Pappenhausen, and then the Cowboys did it on Sunday with Val Holmes. You got to take your hat off to Bellamy for this. It took him a week. <laughs> yep. All right, I can use a free interchange. Basically, uh, we discussed this as before as we came on to record and. Um, do you honestly believe that the NRL had any idea this 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 loophole existed before before it got, got enacted by Melbourne? Well, look, the NRL has some some pretty smart dudes there. Like, really, I mean, we we like to to you know jest, maybe jest and muck around, but they do. They've got some pretty high powered brains at the NRL. But if they miss this, if they miss this one. It was. There must have been a most horrendous oversight because I'm sure they did. There's like this. This one, you if you'd seen this as an option, which is basically allows you to replace a player using the player coming off after he gets um, foul played, and there'd be a bin involved. I just go, you've you've opened Pandora's box, which hopefully they've already closed. Now I haven't seen anything written in stone that they've stopped this from happening. Um, but I just don't, I don't understand how if you're going to make policy on the run, which is what they've done here, and then let the clubs, which is what happened, change your policy before it's even used, which was the mm. whole idea around who the 18th man was. Um, mm. Don't be shocked, NRL, but you know, make the amendment quickly because it can't keep happening. 
Here's here's the weird thing though, mate. I, I I was I was under the impression that if a player falls in the in the way that Munster fell, that there is no, and it doesn't matter if it's foul play or not, that there's there's no going back. No, we you've got to come. Yeah. You've got to come off for fifteen minutes. He was not off for twenty seven seconds. And so uh, Harry Grant they need to close after the collision with Tedesco. Mm. Set up a try and score one after he he had his little. Well. Uh, just Nathan Cleary the other night. Correct. Copped one. Copped one. For, I think from uh, he got run over by someone, and he got up and did the old hops, get back, and um, yeah, and he was all right. But there was but, sixteen but, minutes left in the game. There, there was no way he was coming off. No, and look, in a way, I agree with it. In a way, I I, I agree. If the player is all right, obviously Harry Grant was all right. He set up a try, and and then and then seven minutes later they took him off for an HIA, a free interchange. So here's the thing. If you're going to make the play, if, you, if you're going to make a rule, okay, and if you're going to make the player come off, you can't do it after seven minutes. He's just played for seven minutes. You may as well sweep that under the rug and say, okay, we missed that one. The player has to come off at the very next break in play, right? He has to come off. If, he, if, if the rule is... It doesn't require like, them to even make a break. The trainer or the spotter can tell the referee to stop play. The NRL is not powerless in this situation. That's the thing that, yeah. that really yeah. grinds my gears. It's are you willing to call them out and say no? He needs to come off for a test. And at the moment, they're not willing to do that in every instance. And so, so yeah. So I my my take that. my take on it is this, and it's very similar to Gus's. Surprise, surprise. I don't think a player should be forced to come from the field, mm. okay? Unless he is, unless he's had a sleep, you know? If a player, you know, having, having played a very low level of football myself, I know sometimes you'll get, you'll get a knock on the head and you'll, be, you'll stumble for five seconds and then you're good. You know, it must be something about your brain rattling around in your head. That's what happens in collision Almost sports. Likely, yeah. You know, but it doesn't mean you're concussed. You know, I, I got knocked out on the football field a couple of times and I didn't have a concussion. Yeah. I, I was completely fine afterwards. I, I didn't have ongoing headaches or dizziness or anything. I said asleep. I didn't, you know, on one occasion I played on in the next half, the next, the next time it happened, I didn't. But I don't, a player stumbles out of, after getting a 120 kilo man run at him. He stumbles out of a tackle with maybe a little bit of dizziness and runs back into the line, and twenty seconds later, he's all right. Why should he come off the field? And that, you know, and I know, and that's I know the point. That, and I know they're going to say duty of care, but 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 duty of care and for. consistency of enforcing duty of care go hand in hand. They have to go hand in hand. Well, that's the right. Moment, and if you're going to, if the rule is going to be, if the rule is going to be, if you stumble out of a tackle or a collision, you must come off for fifteen minutes. It's a set prescribed 15 minute, you're off. Okay. Well, does it need, it is my, my, I don't think you need 15. I don't think 15 minutes is the number. Five, five is your number. And if you're still not right at that stage, if you've still got 15 to make the decision whether you come back from the game, I'm all right with that. Because players aren't going off for the full 15. They're coming back on a lot earlier sometimes. Um, I just, the 15 is a, is a number that says you have to be back by the end of 15. By that 15. Okay. So, so, my take is you must leave the field for at least five. Hmm. 
and up to 15. Because if it's just for 27 seconds, you can't do a you can't do an HIA uh, assessment in 27 seconds. Mm. You know, you're not going to know that. You know, once the guy cools down a little bit and catches his breath, that's when you can really talk to somebody. But at the end of the day, I still think that the players know what they're in for. If if it, if if the player gets knocked out and doesn't know what day it is, right, then he has to come off. But if a player is just a little bit fatigued and a little bit stumbly, then play on. Mm. Sign your waiver, play on. And that's, I, I just think we're getting too um, litigious in this or worried about litigation. We're, we're worrying about a whole lot of stuff that these players aren't even worried about. It's their health, you know? It's, it's almost like worrying about a bloke who's riding around on a motorbike without a helmet. You want to ride with no helmet, mate? Go for it. It's up to you. I mean, you know, I know it's illegal. It's against the law, but it's only illegal and against the law to to save people from suing people and suing the government and stuff like that. The government says you must wear a helmet. The NRL says you must come off the field. It's not there to protect anyone in an office. It's there to protect the person that they're going to, that that could get hurt. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm here. So, yeah, that that's... The HIA thing, though, with Melbourne or with any club that that um, plays games like they did the other night, um, the NRL has to close a loophole or say to the players, if you do that again, or say to the clubs, you do that again, and there's going to be a $150,000 fine. Well, because- Canterbury got a 20K fine for the Lachlan Lewis incident on yeah. Good Friday that I missed. I didn't even get any fanfare. Melbourne, will they get anything? I highly doubt it, but um, yeah, we shall see what happens. Cocksmith, we do have one more topic that I'm happy to push to another episode. I'm going to leave it up to you. Um, Mm. Do we wrap up the show now or do we go into one? What's the topic? topic? Tease me. Uh, Just the impact of uh, certain players on the win-loss records of clubs. I'm I'm happy to push it to another week if you want to. No, let's do it now. Let's, let's, uh, Let's blast through it. Okay, so we'll be back after the break on episode 232. Talk about the impact uh, old Tommy Trebojevic has on Manly and whether we've seen this before in the past. Have we got any other questions for any of these hats that follow us, mate? No. What the f is going on? Where's the questions, you? Oh man, I love question time. I used to love question time at school. It's the best, especially when the ladies start asking the questions. Okay, final segment, bonus segment uh, time here on the footy show. Uh, We didn't really have a bonus segment last time out, but this time I've got that little intro from Street Fighter. Uh, So happy days. Tommy Trebojevic was back, Cocksmith, on the weekend, and Manly were up 36-0. Handy. We know how good he is. We know how bad his hamstrings are. we know how fast the bloke from Manly Corso apparently is. But if he's faster than Tommy, I'm very impressed because that was an outstanding display. Um, a couple of stats on uh, old Thomas Trebojevic. Um, would you believe this is his uh, seventh season in first grade? Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't actually. I do, I do remember when he made his debut, but I... Um... I didn't think it was seven years ago. How many 20, games has he played in seven years? He's played 97. Mm. So do your math. I don't know what that equates to. It's about 15. 
Um, but in the first year, he scored eight tries in nine games, then 10 tries in 23, 12 in 23, nine in 22, five in 12, um, four in seven, and then one in one. Uh, basically, the winning record um, the last three years with Tommy, uh, he won 10 of his 12 games in uh, 2019 when they made, I mean, they finished fifth. Yeah. Last year, he only played seven, they won four, and then they won from one this year. The record mm. before that's not anything special, but I guess the impact we've seen in these last three years on that club is, is remarkable. Mm. I want you to sort of head your mind back into, I guess, the recent past. Can you think of any other players? I don't think Tommy, I mean, Paul Gallen said it on 100% footy. You can't believe anybody has had more of an impact on the team. And I, I mean, apart from you, of course, Gal. But players from the past, mate, um, that they just had to be on the field for that team, not just to win, but to contend. Can you think of any that um, come oh, to mind? Well, I don't know the stats. See, I'm not a stat man. I don't have rugby league project open, but um, right there. But I, I, w- I would have thought that Andrew Johns would be one. Um, you know, for both uh, Newcastle and and New South Wales. Um, geez, who else? Who else would be a a really important player? Um, it's not Ben Hunt. Uh, hey, come on. Probably JT, mate. Uh, Jonathan Thurston. Well, um, JT, not he didn't get injured a lot, so um, kind of. What about when he's away for Origin and stuff, though? I mean, uh, but it's more how they go at the end of the year, really, because I mean they're going to get through Origin at some point. Um, it's a harder mm-hmm. stat to track, that's for sure. Well, I'm sure you've got an, a, a, a conga line of players. No, I've only got one more. I had Joey, of course. Uh, mm. The 02 and 03 seasons are the ones that just injury and maybe that's all um, mm. is what cost him those two years and the Knights uh, going sort of back-to-back or even back-to-back-to-back after their mm. 2001. We'll go into him in a sec. The other one is Ricky, Ricky Stewart, Richard Stewart, as you like to call him. Oh, um, yes. There are two seasons in particular where uh, or the one that is I reference it all the time, but 1993 when he's lying on the ground with his... Um, Who was his replacement? Trevor Shadle, what should have been. It was Steve Stone. Steve Stone. Tremendous Steve Stone. But he did his ankle against Parramatta in the second last round. Canberra on mm. track for the minor premiership or to contend for the minor premiership. He's got his ankle at um, right angles and uh, Canberra didn't win a game the rest of the season that year. Then mm. a couple of years later, in 96, um, he only played two games and Canberra ended up finishing sixth, but um, weren't ever really a contender after that. He is as important, I think, as Joey in regards to the, the Raiders through that period. Um, mm. There's not a lot of other players that, that come springing straight to mind because realistically, unless it's a halfback or a hooker, you can replace mm. most of the other players at some point. Um, yeah. The Joey one is interesting because um, he's had injuries, but he's always seemed to play through them. That was the impressive thing about Joey. But then yeah. towards the back end of his career... Um, it caught up with him. It sort of caught up with him. And he played 11 games in the 97 title run. And Leo Ginova um, doesn't get the credit, I think, that he deserves. That got Newcastle their position at the end of yeah. the year. But um, we know what Joey did in that grand final. Uh, in, what, was his, so, what was his last year, mate? What was Joey's last year? 2007, he only played two games. Right. Okay. Uh, but the, the run for him after 2001, so he played 21 games in 2001. They made the GF, they won the GF, they beat the unbeatable Parramatta Eels. The next mm. year, he played 22 games and Newcastle were 
were going tremendous. They finished second on the ladder. But then they uh, got um, bounced in um, straight sets um, against uh, St. George and then the uh, Roosters. Um, I think Joey hurt himself in that. Um, yeah, Joey hurt himself in the um, Dragons game and they got knocked out by um, the Roosters. I think that was the, uh, that was 02. And then 03, I think, was the neck um, issue. Same thing. Yeah. They had a, had a fantastic regular season. But then he got injured and um, they ended up finishing seventh. They were going, they were going gangbusters there for a while. He ended up mm. getting hurt. Um, they missed out on doing anything in those two years. Then the injuries actually started hitting him mid-season. 04, he played three games. I think that's the one where he did his ACL. Um, yep. 05, uh, I think he got knocked out by Sonny Bill, if I recall. Um, I remember that one. And interesting looking back at the stats on that one. So at the start of the year, they lost their first, however many games Newcastle, they lost a lot of matches. They lost their first 15 games or 14 games. They lost Joey after round six. But when Joey came back, they won eight of their last 11. They still finished last because it's a bit of an anomaly that um, that season ladder actually, 2005, because the Knights won eight games and they finished last. Mm-hmm. Um, they only missed the finals by four wins. So, But Joey, the impact that he had. Oh, six, he turns around and he has one of the greatest seasons I've ever seen for Newcastle. And they finished How many did he play? How many games? He played 22 games in 06. Um, and then he got injured uh, at the start of 2007 and that was it. I think he's the number one in regards to, you know, you can be competitive, but he's the one that wins your competitions. And at the end of the yeah. day, only one, two of the competitions. And I look at 02 and 03, especially as those two years that if he's healthy, um, they come through. Is there anybody else that, you know, as I've been sort of filling time there in regards to Ricky and um, Joey that you think of? Because um, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a lady, like it's not the easiest thing just to identify saying, what oh, about, I can't win without this guy. What about Cameron Smith? Well, he played the whole time. I know, I know. But I'm talking about games that he didn't play in, you know. Like, I mean, I wonder what he's, you know, I know he didn't have many games away, but I, I wonder... They don't, they don't offer this stat on... Uh, as great as Rugby Project is, they haven't got a thing that says this is how many games they won mm. without him. But Cam Smith debuted in 02 and he played two yeah. games. That's what happens. From that point on... He played how at least seasons, like eight, how many seasons, eight or nine games. Yeah. How many seasons from 2003 to 2020 did he play of over 20 games a season? I probably reckon about 15 seasons. All but one, and that was 2020. Every so, other season from 03 to 19 has at least 20 games. Because he was hardly ever suspended. And Except for a grand final in 2008. Grand final, uh, which they lost. Um, and I still maintain, I know they lost 42 or 44 nil, but I still maintain they win if he plays. Yeah. Um, that grand final. His winning record overall is 72.09%. That's pretty he, impressive for 400 games. But he just didn't get injured long term. He just didn't. Um, so that's, and that's where that, this discussion or this question is hard to answer because you've got to have it in your mind who wasn't there for the end of the year. Because um, that's when this question really kicks in. I don't really give a stuff about regular season victories when it comes to it. As, as good as Tommy is, you do every um, week with Canberra. When when we when do we win? We we've lost two in a row. That's that's all over. Um, more to, even more Ricky to come. said, Ricky not happy at the end of uh, last week. More to come. See, have you beaten again? 
You can tell me. I, I, we spoke about this last podcast. Who is? Well, where are you? Where are you on the ladder? Where yeah, are you on the ladder? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, you won't have to look far from the bottom. We're ninth, genius. Would you believe we're, we're, we're only uh, two points off your mighty Saints? Yeah. Um, yeah. Who you play this week? Oh, Cowboys! If we don't win this issue, mm. <laughs> uh, but if you've got anybody out there, everyone who you think of and you go that player needed to play, um, let us know. I'm sure it was Josh McCone at Canberra there for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> I've saved the segment with a Josh McCone reference. There you go. That's how it's done. You got to you got um, to leave poor old Josh McCone alone. Uh, the mate. solution, mate. Uh, the solution. Been, our current solution is Sam Williams, who's uh, doing his best work interviewing players after New South Wales Cup games. So, go Sammy well, W. I tell you, I don't know if George Williams is doing all that much better at the moment. That was the most interesting been. thing about the old Ricky press conference is that the fall guy at this stage appears to be one Jay Tapanay. And everybody else pretty much stayed yeah. in 17. Well, you've got, you've got to have a fall guy and maybe, hopefully, Joe was just a little bit injured or something. Oh, like there that. was a winger as well. Paul Bailey Simonson, HIA. Always, always got to get a winger. Got to get always a winger. To... Straight between the eyes. Anyway, Cocksmith, that's episode uh, 232. Uh, Quite a bit of best, all right. Oh, we did get some good feedback from the last one, so I do appreciate uh, those people who reached out to us. We did. Hmm. Uh, according to my uh, 15-year-old nephew, we didn't ramble on too long. Do I have to start looking for souvenirs for people again that are going to well, give us a nice... Again, you found them. It's, it, you, can, you can take the souvenir. You just can't give the souvenir out. That's, that seems to be your biggest... Well, I, I, we're going to need a lot of feedback for me to start... Oh, no. Uh, it's not that hard, everybody. It really isn't that hard. Uh, Grant Croxford just comes through with the goods every time. Cracking episode. Grant's a legend. Um, Grant's a legend. I like him. He is. Where does Grant uh, live? Is he in Australia? He's in uh, the UK. Is he? Okay. Um, Maybe we should start doing a not the footy show for the UK Super League. I'd have to start watching it though. Do we really? True. Watch this. We don't watch. We don't watch the NRL. I watched the least amount of footy this last weekend as I have um, in in a while actually. Um, uh, I really enjoyed our dinner on Sunday night. By the way. I'm sorry about that, mate. Um, just so everyone, everyone who is actually still listening, who gives a rats, um, was was a we were meant to, we were meant to have a dinner on Sunday night. Um, my son uh, races go karts these days, and he was racing up in Newcastle. Uh, and I got uh, my uh, my manager at the NRL gave me Sunday off, which was really nice of him, Chucky. Thank you. Um, and I went to Newcastle. Um, and I left my phone beside my bed on the charger and it was honestly like having my right leg cut off because I'm on my phone all the time, all day, yep. looking at Instagram, whatever it is. I didn't have my phone. And so I didn't even, I forgot all about our dinner until I got home and I saw the salty messages. Um, oh, it's salty? Well, they were a bit salty. They were a bit salty, but mine, I, I would have Eight been o'clock. Exactly Are we still on for dinner tonight, Cocksmith? Question. I would have been exactly the same as Hang you. On, let me. Well, you would have been much worse than I was. I um, probably would have sworn. <laughs> I would have been copping um, left, right, and center. Uh, mm. uh, here we go. I'm going to read it out for everybody. Mm. I'm going to get back. Actually, we've talked a couple of times. If they're not Before, asleep, eight forty-four a.m. Are we still on for dinner, mate? Eight forty-four a.m. Yep. Twelve uh, twenty-five p.m. Forrest Gump waving on the ship. Hello. Mm. Are you, have you got this? No response. Mm. Uh, 3.09 p.m. Next time then, mate. It's a finger Thumbs up. up. 
my daughter did my daughter was home and she did say she heard my my phone going a few times when i got home there was 17 messages yeah. of which three or four were yours and there were other messages from other people that's so right. i apologize for that that's the first time i've been anywhere no, it's, mate, it's not a bad thing months. let's be honest it really isn't a bad thing to have yeah. no phone well, for a little while i'm i'm actually looking at my my um on my back porch now and this the smoker the bullet smoker is there and it's ready and just so you know if you care if you give a rats this sunday i have got a game at 1 45 p.m yeah which means i'll be home by 4 30 we can do something then if you want and you can come around and, and celebrate my birthday with me so now i can't say no people can i so he's, he's just he just i knew it was coming I knew the dates. I was I was aligned, and mm. uh, I'm just going. I've got no recourse here. It's up to you, mate. Your call, Sounds good, buddy. Sounds good. Uh, look, you can join us as well because we probably do a pod if we end up catching up on Sunday anyway. Yeah, um, you can join us on they Sunday. They can't come to my house. Ah, oh. the 20 people that listen to this podcast can't come to my house. Okay, uh, it's a bit more than that, mate. Um, I'm very encouraged by the numbers. I just uh, that's good. Yeah, I know. Don't understand why no one actually says, "Yeah, we kind of like this show." Well, I understand it because I probably wouldn't do it either. But just leave us a bloody review, will you? Please. It's easy. Just say how much you love us. Sign Why? Up. How hard is it? Mickey Mouse. You know? yeah. I love you guys. Mickey Mouse from I mean, Stratford. take the defences the of the judiciary and the, um, last night. Everything they said was a lie, pretty much. He didn't have a closed head. He didn't have this. The comparing tackles from 2017. I mean, it's just lie, lie, lie. And if they take your lie, you get off. And if you don't, um, you can go buy a new Armani suit, a brand new Armani suit from um, Banya. Hey, I give you a brand new Armani suit and you won't even buy me a meal. All right, fine. Get the soap. Via Russell Crowe. You know, Russell organises all of those suits. Well, that's what I wondered. I, I would have thought Russell no, he does. might have been across those a little bit more. I don't know. It's... It's not a low suit. It's a good suit. It just doesn't fit him really well. Mm, it just didn't it's work. Got a, it. Probably like you, you lost all your weight. And then, you know, Latrell loses the weight in January, February, March, right? Mm -hmm. Or January, February. But he's probably fits that suit in December, November, December. Yeah, actually, my so, nephew sent me a photo from a couple of years ago of us at the footy. He goes, oh, who is this guy? And I'm like, yeah, I know what you're saying, but I don't really want to see see how i looked 18 months ago um wow. yes uh, I've, I've got one from townsville i'll send you later there's one okay. from townsville that was taken of you me and chucky and i think i think your mate reese might have been in it as well i'm not too uh, bad there. that's 2015 i'm not too bad no. that one that, it's the end of 2016 when uh yeah life was you getting ballooned. interesting um yeah balloon uh, anyway 12 and a half k is yesterday mate it was it was great fun um good on you mate ran through mrs macquarie's chair and the botanical gardens it's really nice. I slept in yesterday. Slept in until about uh, twelve forty-five. That was about the time I took off. Getting over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, very good. Anyway, we've oh, rambled good. on right at the end. Yep. Let's not bore honestly, these people to death. As, really. as boring as the rest of the show is, that last uh, five minutes easily the worst of the, the season yeah. so far. We'll speak to you next time. On not the Footy Show. Uh, Facebook.com/slash General Podcast at Not the Footy Show is up to. Uh, let me have a look. 35 followers, up by six since last week. Um, I did a picture on, of guys. Mitchell Moses and um, Parafans buy your grand final tickets again. And that just has gone nuts. Instant. That's got a grand total of 37 likes. There's a lot of delusional Parafans out more, there. More likes than you've got followers. That's it. That's, how That's do you, unbelievable. That, that means I've, I've cracked the Instagram code. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of cracks, um, there's a nice photo of uh, Josh Morris getting through the defensive line of Melbourne um, there as well. And you can enjoy that in, in all its mm. glory. Uh, mm. You're at Instagram at ROVCOX, um, mm. at Twitter, uh, NRL Tweet. And we will catch you next time. Uh, how about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Pepsi. Not just for It's people's escape. It's people's relaxation. And we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of... Not just for Pepsi. <laughs>